0: Welcome to another week of embarking on a beautiful journey of experiencing His nearness. As we prepare our heart, mind and spirit to receive fresh manna this day, let our lives be filled with the truth of God's word and may the Lord bless you to live your life in its fullness. God had put this particular story in my heart while I was waiting on Him. It's about Elisha, yeah? You all know Elisha, right? So who was Elisha? He was a prophet. He was a successor of Elijah. So this, this man of God, Elisha, was so powerful that he had double portion of the anointing of Prophet Elijah. Yeah. So if you read the book of Kings, yeah? you will know how, how Elisha walked in power. You know, you, you don't have to you know, look or search for scriptures wherein he is trying hard to do miracles, wherein he is trying hard to uh, you know, release a blessing or bring a breakthrough. It's like, it, it's just a fraction of a second. Wherever he goes... There's a miracle that follows him. I I also believe that today God is going to miraculously provide, miraculously intervene into certain area of your life. If you believe, you can say amen to us. If not, you can absolutely, you know, listen. Just to give you a background of, you know, the particular uh, chapter or the word that we're getting into. You know, there was a king who ruled Aram, or Aram, okay? Bear with my pronunciations, and you can correct me anytime, yeah? So this king was constantly at war with the king of Israel, yeah? So where was Prophet Elisha placed? Israel, yeah? So he was a voice of God for the nation Israel. Yeah? So now this particular king of Aram, he would always keep plotting against the king of Israel. He wants to camp the king at such and such places. He, he tries a lot to bring this king of Israel as a captive, captivity. But every time he plots... This man of God, Elisha, he would know it because he's a prophet. Immediately he will let the king of Israel know the plans of the king of Aram or Syria. Yeah? Are you with me? So the king of Aram is upset by the fact that irrespective of the number of times he has attempted, he has planned, he has plotted, it it, it has always been a flop show. You know? And so he's so upset that he calls his officers and he thinks that one of his officers were, you know, leaking out the information or acting as a spy. So when he's you know, encountering with the officers of, you know, his own officers, one of his officers mentions about this prophet Elisha. And he, he, you know, he tells, basically, he tells about Elisha. You know, Elisha is a prophet and he can, he has the access to even hear what you, what you talk in your private room. No, in your bedroom, it's your private place, right? Prophets have access to even hear that. Most of us know it, yeah? But so the king was so furious, so now the king is at action. He sends a troop to seize the man of God Elisha. And that's where God started talking to me. OK? Can we read it together? Are you with me so far? You got the glimpse of the background, yeah? Now, 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse 15. So now the king has sent troops to seize him. And so that night, a great army with many chariots and horses have surrounded the city. Basically, they have surrounded the house of Elisha. Verse 15. Can we read it together? Yeah. See, I want you all to be, you know, totally excited. You know, because it's not me, it is God. He wants to teach us, probably help us to, you know, change our plans, the formulas that we use all the time. Yeah, are you with me? Yeah. yeah. In the count of three, three, two, one. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. So who is this young man? This young man is a servant of Elisha. So basically this young man serves Elisha, yeah, he is also, should be a man of God, yeah. So this young man goes early in the morning, opens the door and he finds army surrounded, surrounding them and it's not like a small army guys, it's a great army is what the Bible says, yeah. And they were surrounded with horses and chariots. And of course, there were a lot of, you know, men and that. Yep. So his reaction is, oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. Verse 16. Don't be afraid. Elisha told him, for there are more on our side. Then on theirs, did you receive this already? They are more on your side. See, what, what happens over here is basically the servant of the man of God who has walked with the man of God, and this is not just a prophet. He has a double portion of anointing. You know, if you read the previous chapters of this book, you will see how he figures out an axe that has fallen in the water. Come on. I have not heard of any... There are prophets in, in the world, yeah? But can you imagine a man just dropping a stick and figuring out the axe? What sort of miracle was that? And this servant walks with this man of God, and he knows that, you know, this man of God has constant encounters with the Lord, for sure, and then he comes to a place of freaking out. Oh, sir, what will we do now? You know, sometimes standing with the Lord, communing with the Lord, we look at the troubles, the problems, the issues that comes us and we run in you know panic we go into panic mode oh god what would what do we do now it happens to me i'm not saying you know that i've not fallen for it time and again i do fall all of us yeah fear gripped the servant of them you know the servant of the man of god and immediately elisha rebukes the fear don't be afraid see elisha your your tone your tone is enough guys you don't have to shiver you don't have to do a lot of expressions to know that you're at fear your response your response is enough you know for the man of god to understand equally for the enemy to understand you know because these are They are spirit beings. So let's talk about this fear. A little bit. So God was showing me this equation. You know? Problem equals protection. Both starts with pro and pro. So we have to become pro in understanding it now. Good, no? Good code. Yeah. So, The moment we see a problem approaching us, you need to know, it's not you have to, you need the understanding that there is protection, enough protection available for the problem. Are you imagining this equation? Problem equals protection. You have enough grace to handle the problem. But below the equation, I saw a word fear. You know, one of the things that makes you forget about your protection is fear. And most often, you know, your fear comes from the place of lack. You know, if you see the story, The servant was afraid. Why was he afraid? Because there were a lot of army that he was looking at. But he looked at his team. It was only him and Elisha. Two verses, 2,000. Wow. We compare. 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 And his fear actually started from the place of lack of manpower. Now imagine that if there were 20,000 men behind him with horses and chariots, now what was the response of the servant? He would have stood confident. Okay, let's see. So basically, most of the times we rely on our strength, our, you know, our understanding, the way that we have wired in the world. Yeah, we look at the present things around us, we look at the team, we look at the manpower, we look at how many people will rush when you're going to hospital. We look at a lot of physical factors to war against something. Thank God for the man of God over our life, over each one of us. You know what this man of God, Elisha, did? He first rebukes the fear. He says, don't be afraid. Because he knows what he's standing with, firstly. And secondly, he prays. let's, Let's go to the verse 17. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Okay, now, I got again into an imaginary mode. This enemy, who is, you know, against Elisha, he stands with horses and chariots. You know what, God also sent only horses and chariots. But there was a difference. But this time, it was with fire. You know, you need to understand that you are protected by a fire. You're protected. You don't be afraid of your problem. Because you are protected, not with manpower, but with fire. And so he prayed... The moment Elisha prayed, the young man's spiritual eyes were opened. And he was able to see the horses and chariots. So immediately, God just puts a lens. Now look, how many of you have uh, you know, sight issues? God has to show us with certain lenses, yeah? And so, over here, God stopped me again. You know, it was not just the, you know, prayer that 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 made God to, you know, answer or, you know, like how many of us pray day in and day out and how many requests of our prayers are answered? Yeah, barely one, to Oh, sometimes a lot. I'm not discouraging you, okay? But over here, God had to, show me um, something about fear again let's go to psalms chapter 34 is this verse 7 yeah so the angel of the lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them so who has the protection those who fear the Lord so this is very clearly telling us that Elisha was qualified to be a man who fears the Lord okay now for us to erase the fear that the world gives we need the fear of the Lord are you with me and the verse is, the angel of the Lord. So one angel is enough, ideally, to protect you. God doesn't have to send thousand, ten thousand to protect you. One, just one. But for that, there's a very critical quality that we need. You know? That's the fear of the Lord. So most of us, even I had this question, like, how is this fear of the Lord? Is it... Is it because of imagining God's majesty, power that you fear the Lord, you tremble before Him? You know, you don't have to do it too emotionally before the Lord because our emotions can't stand His presence. But God just just told me that the fear of the Lord is a spirit. It's a spirit. It's not your emotion. If you need to fear the Lord, it is from your spirit. Can we just go to a Proverbs? God actually took me to two other verses. That's in the book of Proverbs. Yeah, it's up. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is inside. So keep this in mind, fear of the Lord is not an emotion that you can display. It is a spirit, yeah? Now look at this verse, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So how do you you get into this phase of being wise? because you receive it from the Lord. I'm not talking about the knowledge. So, the knowledge of the Holy One is, is inside. So if you, if, you, if you just analyze this verse, just do a little detail an analysis over this verse. The knowledge of the Holy One. Who's the Holy One? So the knowledge of the Holy One, that means the knowledge of God can be given by whom? By the Lord himself. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the knowledge of God, which means the fear of the Lord is given by the Lord himself. And anything that God has to give you comes from the spirit. Because we have somebody specialized for that, who's always with us, known as Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the fear of the Lord, in simple terms. Now for you, if you are always afraid about things, if you are always fearful about certain things, if you carry anxiety, I'm telling you, probably you can work out a lot of things in the world that can help you temporarily. Yeah? A quick fix, but repeats. But when you have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, working hand in hand with your fear, the fear of the Lord will eradicate the fear of the world. Come on, Elisha was not operating with just the anointing, or his calling, he was working hand in hand with the Holy Spirit. You know, that's why he walks, he drops a stick and you see a miracle. You see God's action in Elisha. Elisha. Verse 18. Now, as the Aramean army advanced towards him, Elisha prayed, Oh Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked. Now, again, Elisha prays. Can you just, just see this? He just prays and there's just a drop from heaven. He prays, Lord, strike them, make them blind. So now, this blindness is not a uh, visual blindness yeah it's not a physical blindness if that was the case these guys wouldn't have walked or followed elisha in the first place now again there's a lens dropped from heaven and this blindness is mindless becoming mindless now the people the 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 enemy the army were mindless. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know where they were. They didn't know how to you know take the next step. Now I want you to pray and ask God what is that lens that is covering you this morning? Is it a lens that can help you walk in your spirit towards the Lord's assignment or is it the lens of mindlessness or being confused and the camp was actually the the armies were confused was 19 then Elisha went out and told them you have come the wrong way this isn't the right city follow me and I will take you to the man you are looking for and he led them to the city of Samaria now if you see the target, who was the target in the story? Elisha. Elisha was the target. But what happens is God had you know, flipped it all the way. So Elisha is now able to redirect these guys to a different place altogether. So God wants you all to do this in the season. God wants each one of us to trap our enemies. Are you ready to trap your enemies? that's what elisha did he trapped his enemies the enemies came to trap him he trapped them back now they are in another you know place called samaria in the middle of samaria and so now we have all the th- authority to you know kill them destroy them it's our it's our zone now yeah verse 21 when the king of israel saw them he shouted to elisha my father should i kill them should i kill them see we 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 do this right the moment we figure out a solution for a problem we immediately want to destroy it but god just redirected me to the source of this issue you know see if you see the story guys who was furious about uh, Elisha? It was the king. Yeah? But who came to trap him? It was his messengers. You know, sometimes we are battling with our messengers. You forget the source of your problem. And you are fighting with that girl, that boy. You know? He hurt me, she hurt me. But what is the source behind that guy or a girl. Don't miss this, okay? Verse 22. Of course not, Elisha replied. Do we kill prisoners of war? Give them food and drink and send them home again to their masters. Now, now God wants to tell us that the things that we're fighting, all the chota chota things, are prisoners of war, which means they're palace. They don't have Pagash. What's the point in, you know, hitting the serpent which is dead already? Come on, we are doing that. We are doing that. So so you need to understand, analyze what are those prisoners of war that you're fighting with today? And so now Elisha did this do we kill them hey come on your power right you have a power yeah it it it'll, it is good for you to fight with somebody who is as equal as you that's where you can show your power but you can't go fight with the children and you can say hey i won you it's a fool it is a foolishness yeah and that's what we are doing no I just want to let you guys know that it's just a reminder for us, you know, probably we are getting into or into wrong battles which we are not supposed to be because it's already done, finished, it's powerless. Can you find out the source? Can you find out the source from which these Chota guys are, you know, evolving from? And so verse 23 says the king made a great feast for them and then sent them home to their master after that the ramian raiders stayed away from the land of israel now now imagine if this you know if, if if the king of israel had killed all these agents who had come yeah the king of aram would have sent few more agents after some more time to kill him back. But the reaction to the action was quite different in the scenario. And God wants us to react a different way this morning to your problems. You know, no, what happened is these guys went back. They feasted, they went back. But they didn't go just the way they came. They encountered the Lord that Elisha serves, because they saw what happened. Now when they go and convey this message to the king of Aram, no, this they step back. And it says that they stayed away from the land of Israel. May your enemies stay away from you. Because of the Lord that you serve today. Don't forget the fear of the Lord, okay? That's the most important key of today's message. It's not your emotion. It's the spirit. It's the spirit of the Lord. And so the enemies were... Trapped by Alasha. Let's see another, you know, chapter, chapter seven, seven, from verse three. So this story talks about these four lepers who were sitting at the entrance of a city gate. All right? So, you know who lepers are, right? People who are with leprosy. So, they are not qualified by the society, or probably they're not, you know, as normal as the human life that we live. So, they are thrown away from the city, they are not allowed into the city. So, that's why you see them sitting. At the entrance of the city gates, they're not allowed to enter the city. They are outcasts. So now these uh, lep- lepers, lepers... Let me give a background before I continue. Yeah. So what happens is, before, before this particular instance, a king of Aram again, he seizes the nation of Israel and he makes it so tough that a head of a donkey will be served for 7 coins of silver and a cup of doused dung was served for one piece or a coin of silver so that's how difficult it was for the people to survive and you you should have known that there were that that, that, that there is a story where these two women have a fight of killing their son for their meal. You know, that's how the city was after this famine. Yeah? So during this famine, this particular instance takes place. So these four lepers are at the entrance of the city gate. Let's read it together. Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why should we sit here waiting to die? They asked each other, we will we will starve if we stay here, but with the famine in the city, we will starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army. If they let us live, so much the better, but if they kill us, we would have died anyway. now because the city is already you know going through a tough time I'm sure that nobody would you know walk up and offer these guys who are sitting at the entrance you know after a long wait these guys come to a realization of hey wait what are we doing here why are we sitting here when there is no help you know now let's take a step either we'll go to You know, the enemy's camp. If they give us, if they understand, it's good. If they don't, it's still okay. It's it's better for us to, even if you sit here, you're going to die of starving. Even if you go there, you're going to die. So let's take a step. You know, today God wants us, most of us, to take up the step of confidence. If you feel rejected, if you feel that you're not qualified you know, by whatever terminology the society talks of, I want you to know that God has kept something waiting for you. Every spirit that puts you in a place of rejection, that puts you in a place of loneliness, that puts you in a place where you feel, okay, we are helpless, we are about to die. I want to tell you God is at work. God is at work. so now these guys you know they they are like okay let's take let's get up let's make a first move and now was five so at twilight they set out for the camp of the arameans but when they came to the edge of the camp no one no one was there now what happened What happened to the enemies? Here it is explained. Verse 6. For the Lord had caused the Aramean army to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sounds of a great army approaching. The king of Israel has hired the Hittites and Egyptians to attack us. They cried to one another. So they panicked and ran into the night abandoning their tents, horses, donkeys, and everything else as they fled for their life. So did this happen? Guess it happened. Like, did God make it happen in the physical realm? Can we read it again? For the Lord had caused the Aramean army, was 6, to hear the clatter of speeding chariots and the galloping of horses and the sounds of a great army approaching." Guys, they just heard. You know, I want to tell you God is at work. I told you, right? He is making your enemy hear it. it. Please don't wait for a physical help always. Sometimes lacking something is good. You know, I I lacked a father growing up as a child, a physical father. Yeah? So, because of which, there were a lot of fears that I gave into. I was afraid of life, I was afraid of men, I was afraid of marriage, because I've never had that, you know, bonding of a father, of a man, authoritative authority figure in my family. Yeah, the enemy could play with me a little bit with that. But you know what? I have a father. I have a father. He's pushed me to this place. And he's taught me to defeat my fear with the fear of the Lord. Hey, come on, you have a father too. So if at all you're worried about the lack in your life, I'm telling you, God is just propelling you to another place. Don't be broken because you're lacking financially, financially not doing well, you're lacking relationship, you're lacking whatever it is, emotionally, physically I'm telling you, all these lacks are not going to be stable you're going to be propelled into another realm because God is fulfilling it may not be with physical materialistic stuffs sometimes it is spiritual you understand it, you get it Hey, most of the answers are not in the physical realm, guys. You see, the answer for Elisha's servant was not in the physical, but he saw in the spirit. And that's how we have answers in the spirit, but we're just holding back to tap into it. But I'm telling you, your protection is already over you. Don't flee from your problems. Don't be, you know, distressed. There is enough protection, is enough, over and beyond your imagination. All that you need to do is, below the equation there is this term fear. You need to cut it out or probably add fear of the Lord. Come on, have the fear not in your emotion but in your spirit. And so they heard what God was doing and so they fled and so now these lepers, verse 8, when the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of the camp, they went into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and hid it all the mindset of the leper they enjoyed everything you know But at the end, they took gold, silver, had wine, wow. But at the end, they hid it. Hey, God is establishing us, and we are hiding. This minister to me, and it's for us, each one of us, when you get into your promised land, you're going to find everything, but, are you going to hide it see these four rejected people were qualified to enjoy things not the not the king of israel nor the people or the officers of israel it was these four broken people if you feeling today that you broken you left alone you're rejected but there is a purpose there's a purpose yeah. now finally they they enjoyed they carried off silver gold and clothing and hid it finally verse 9 they said to each other this is not right this is a day of good news. People in the house, this is the day of good news. And we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. Now, what happened was, Come on, I don't know if you understood. It's a good news, a day of good news to each one of us today that that we're going to step into our promised land, enjoy, but we're not going to hide it. We're going to share it. We're going to bring... We are the salt of this nation, guys. You know, because you cook delicious food, but if there's no salt, I'm telling you, irrespective of... What your effort was in making it, we are the salt. Come on, can you look at your neighbor and say, you are the salt that God is searching for. So, but you know, the, the, the beauty of the salt is, you may just have to use a pinch of it, here. Yeah? If you try to use a lot, it kills the, the flavor, the taste. So you need to be discerning how much you're going to use yourself. You know, especially when you are working for the Lord. I pray that we will be a church of discernment. And so, yeah, so these guys finally went and shared the good news. Are you willing to go share the good news to your surroundings today? See, I'm not saying go barge into everyone's house and say Jesus is the Lord. No, no, no. Can you be sensitive? Can you be sensitive from today? (laughs) To know who is that one who is lacking? and who is given into fear, can you be that burning fire of the Lord to pour out a little bit into their life, a little bit, so that they taste better and they taste the Lord. Can you just ask God, God, I want to be the salt that you desire me to be not just outpouring excess into someone so that they lose the taste of the Lord. All that requires for us to be in the place of rest is just the confidence this morning. Confidence in knowing that God is faithful. Hey, God is faithful, guys. He's faithful. You're faithful. He's faithful. Yes. May your confidence rise today because God is faithful, not because of the manpower not because of your finances, not because of the blessing that is around you, not because of the position that we are elevated to, not because of the anointing that we carry, not because of the calling that we are in, but because God is faithful. He is faithful. May your confidence arise this morning. Because He is faithful. Thank you for joining us this day to worship and to hear the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May you continue to flourish in all your endeavors as you work closely with Him. Have a great week and Shalom.